Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the host, the Honey Badger, here to give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business as well as other things. And I am pumped up and excited about this episode. I've got some surprises for you guys as we go along. Uh, I also want to speak about Mark Wahlberg because I may be the last person to the table, okay? But I didn't know Mark Wahlberg was in the RV business. I had no clue. Now, you all who are listening might have known that. And I'm the last guy to the table. But I want to talk about an article that RVBusiness.com wrote about Mark on February 15th, which at the time of recording, this was yesterday. And I'm very I, I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say. I'm going to give you my take on it because I think it's very, very important information. And I think it's something that's going to affect the RV business probably more towards 50 or 60 years from now than today. But it's still very interesting and it's an interesting read. Um, before I get into all that, the surprises and all that, first off, I want to I want to thank everyone that listens. I want to thank everybody that's been supportive of not only the main channel but specifically this podcast. I am 1400 hours away from having this podcast monetized on YouTube and I'm 5000 downloads away from qualifying for ad revenue through different channels like Apple Music and Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. And I would never have come this close to doing this without you guys, the viewers, without you, the listeners. So I really want to thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the support. Uh, It's been wonderful. I also want to address the cussing real quick. I know a lot, most, the ma- super majority of you are like, yeah, you cuss like a sailor in one episode, but the rest of the time you pretty much dial it down. <clears throat> it's hard for me not to cuss, guys. I mean, it's part of my vocabulary once in a while. When I do the main channel, I'm more scripted in my mind. All I do here is on the podcast is just kind of write out the ideas I want to talk about. I don't write a script about it. The stuff I do on the main channel, I do very similarly, but I'm really dialed down and like think about it. Like you'll notice I do big pauses to make sure that I like hone in and reel in the sailor language as we would put as as my grandfather would put it. But I also want to say this. This podcast is about the RV world, the RV business, camping, fishing, things of that nature. But there are things that I like to talk about every once in a while, especially when it comes to community, closeness, uh, family. And if the stuff I talk about outside the RV business bothers you, I completely understand why you don't want to listen to me. There's a lot of junk out there. There's a lot of really horrible rhetoric out there. So I can understand that this is kind of an escape for you. And, uh, but there's just some things I, every once in a while, I don't do it every episode, but there's things every once in a while that I like to talk about. Okay. That all being said, let's get to it. 
Number one, I really want to now interview Mark Wahlberg. I haven't interviewed anybody since episode one of season one. No, no, no. I, I take that back. No, no. I didn't do it on the podcast. I'm sorry. I did an interview on my main channel with a guy named Bob Holland, who was uh, one of the guys at Jenks Lake in California when that thing was drying up really bad. But the only interview I ever did was back in season one, episode one. So if anybody knows Mark Wahlberg, if anybody knows people that know Mark Wahlberg, somebody get the information to that man that I want to interview him now that I know he owns Airstream dealerships. So here's the reason why I want to interview him because it's very interesting. So I'm gonna link. I'm gonna put the link or the the website inside the description box so no matter if you're listening on spotify iheart uh youtube no matter where you're getting this podcast you'll be able to either copy and paste it into your uh, search bar or click on the actual link it says buckle up adventure seekers mark Wahlberg airstream is pushing the boundaries of technology with the launch of the first virtual universe digital connected airstream dealership according to a press release from the company this is game changing airstream dealership redefines the buying experience by bringing the iconic airstream brand directly to your fingertips the first of its kind digital dealership is located at mark Wahlberg, gvu.com according to the release Unique highlights that guests can expect include virtual reality Airstream show. A virtual reality showroom allows guests to veer Airstream exterior and interiors in a 360 view and in-depth tour allows guests to step into the Airstream models with the comfort of their own from the comfort of their own home. Sorry, tongue-tied. All the tools they need to engage, explore, and purchase their Airstream in an environment which is built for them. The showroom also provides the opportunity to learn more about Airstream's heritage and Mark Wahlberg. Meet the dedicated sales specialist and view or join the guest book, which is connected community of other Airstreamers. The entire tour process through the website is guided by Amy. And that's A-I-M-E-E, who is a personal digital assistant throughout the virtual reality universe dealership. Okay. I'm going to go down further in a minute. I just want to cover this part. First off, brilliant idea, but way ahead of its time. Okay. And here's why I believe this. And you guys can let me know. You can email me at Levingston, L-E-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N, RVServices at gmail.com. So that's Levingston, RVServices at gmail.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can put this in the comments section. I believe this is a complete waste of money. Because no matter if you're buying a uh, $13,995 $13, dollars Coleman 17B uh, or a half a million dollar Tiffin Allegro bus. 
people want to walk into the unit physically. Okay? It is very rare, very rare, for a customer to order or purchase a unit that they have not actually physically seen with their own eyes and able to touch. It's really rare, extremely rare. I think in the last four years, let's get let's let's exclude COVID. Okay, let's exclude COVID. Let's say from 2015 to 2019, then let's say the last two years, I may have sold a total of the ones I can think of off the top of my head, six people that either ordered a coach or bought one without ever touching it. Uh, I, I remember one guy, he wanted a Winnebago Grand Tour. This is years ago. It was a bath and a half floor plan. He owned a Winnebago Journey already. We didn't have the right model at the location at the show. We had one model at the show. He did an order on a completely different model. Never seen the color in person. Never seen the paint job in person he wanted. His wife and him only seen it either in brochures or online. Ordered it. Didn't even come to a walkthrough. Had it delivered straight to their door by our transport company when we were done with it. No walkthrough. No educational class. Nothing. Bought it. Gave us the trade. Wrote a check. Adios. That doesn't happen that often. That is an anomaly. Now, what I have experienced, the majority of the time what I have experienced over the now 15 years I've been doing this, is, great example, had a customer last month in January, liked a specific toy hauler. It was a shockwave toy hauler. He lived in Quarter Lane, Idaho. He saw the coach at the Spokane RV show, if I remember right, or some show up in Washington State. Loved it. The dealership wouldn't negotiate a deal, so he called around. I was the only one, other one that had one within a 12-hour drive of him. Loved the price. Already seen it in person. Bought it over the phone. Came and picked it up. That's the norm. That's the majority of the internet and phone deals that I have done over 15 years. They've already seen something. They've already touched it. And now they're just looking for a price. So the virtual reality thing, I believe, is a really amazing idea. I'm not going to take away from the idea. I think it's bitching. But this industry, just like an automobile, when you go buy an automobile, you want to be able to test drive it. This is one reason why Carvana and a few other of these used car places are not doing as well as they thought they would because even when people want to buy a used car or used truck, they want to drive it first before they commit to purchasing it. 
new cars, even though most of our new car deals are done over the internet, the super majority of us want to get behind the wheel of one and drive one to see if we like it before we buy it. So virtual reality is always going to be a tough sell to a dealership or to a customer. Do I think they'll make business? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it will be a hit. Do I think it'll be the size of a corporate store or a big RV store that sells multiple brands besides Airstream? Probably not. Because even with all the tools that Forest River and Keystone and a lot of these places came up with, with the 3D viewing model off their website and everything else, people still want to go touch it. So, like, for example, here's a great example. Maybe this is a bad example. Maybe this is just me talking out of my bunghole, okay? But imagine if Jurassic Park was real. Okay. And you could go and pet herbivores or, or you know, the, the non-predator version of dinosaurs, Stegosaurus Rex, Triceratops. Would you rather watch on the movie screen or would you rather go and pet them and see them in person? Because it's an emotional connection. It's just like when we go to SeaWorld or we go to zoos. Anytime we get a chance to touch the animal or interact with the animals... We'd rather do that than do it from our home because of the experience. Because cars are a necessity and we still want to drive them. RVs and boats are an emotional purchase. It's about a lifestyle. It's about memories. It's about vacation. It's, a, it's about so many things. And we want to have some kind of emotional connection and be able to visualize ourselves in the unit when, with what we're doing. No RV is perfect. Everybody will agree there's not one perfect floor plan out there. Anybody who thinks that every floor plan is perfect is either Sunshine and Rainbow's corporate stooge or they're a corporate yes man or they're delusional. There's always something people would change about a floor plan. No layout is perfect. But until we actually visualize and see it in person, it's hard to know if we could live with a lot of the things that it may be missing that we originally wanted. That's why RV shows are an excellent place to start your educational process, right? Mark Wahlberg Airstream Shop Now. Once you have found your perfect Airstream, the buying process is just a click away, all without leaving the Mark Wahlberg Airstream VU website experience. File cabinet. Organized documents. Ditch the paper clutter and organize your paperwork with ease. The secure file cabinet provides the ability to store essential Airstream documents, including warranties and titles, how-to videos and product manuals without your convenient online secured cabinet within sorry within your convenient online secured cabinet access them anytime anywhere for hassle-free reference 
We're excited to launch this new connected dealership and share it with our guests, said Chris Haydusi, managing member of Mark Wahlberg Airstream. We believe that it will provide them with the tools they need to explore the open road and have the adventure of a lifetime. Whether they are looking for the perfect Airstream to buy, information on how to maintain their current Airstream, or simply a place to connect with other Airstreamers, we believe this will be a valuable resource for them. That part I agree with, 100%. To have one place without any social media control where you can connect with other Airstreamers, God, I love that. That's a gr- that's great. How-to videos, maintenance videos. That's that to me, that's the best part of the entire article is talking about that. But again, I'd love to get Mark Wahlberg's opinion on this. I'd love to talk to him about it. Cuz I think it's awesome. I I don't think it's bad. I just think he's way ahead of his time, okay? Um so that that's kind of Something that, to me, it, it, it was an important story. More important than most of them, right? Because there's a bunch of... I don't know if you guys know this, but RVBusiness.com is rumored to be owned by Bob Martin and Pete Legal. So basically the president of Thor Industries and the president of Forest River. I mean, a media outlet... Which means that if that's true, and if that's true, if they're actually connected to the group that owns this media outlet, that pretty much means they can control the narrative. But there's still some good stuff. But there's controlled narrative stuff. RVDA, show sales, lender cuts yield, dealer optimism. Dealers are not optimistic. They're freaking pissed off. Okay? (laughs) I just... I just got off the phone earlier today. So I was talking to one of my dealer owner friends. Man, this guy is pissed. Like he is so angry at seven out of the nine brands he carries. And the two brands he's not mad at is, well, no, I better not say it because it's going to narrow it down too much. And he'll get pissed if I do tell, if I narrow it down too much. But there are two brands that he's in love with and he's thinking about dumping the rest of the seven and just carrying the two. Because it's still not being talked about or resolved. Nothing's being resolved on that side. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about from RV Business, I'm, I'm going to cover two more. One says recession hits world economies U.S. defies expectations. Okay. This is the paragraph I want to read. And you guys are going to sit there and laugh. It says, Yet in the United States, the economy motored ahead in last year's fourth quarter for a sixth straight quarter of growth. It's blown past many predictions coming into last year that a recession seemed inevitable because of high interest rates meant to slow the economy and inflation. Give much of the credit to the U.S. households who have continued to spend at a solid rate despite many challenges. Their spending makes up the majority of the U.S. economy, 
Government stimulus helped households weather the initial stages of the pandemic and a jump in inflation, and now pay raises are helping them catch up to high prices for the goods and services they need. Hold on. Excuse me, I got a cough. Bullshit! <coughs> Bullshit! <coughs> sorry. Got a little cough there. <clears throat> I'm sorry. We're, we're, oh, yeah. So, somebody... Whoever wrote that article is, um, I want what they're smoking. Seriously, I, whatever they're smoking or drinking, I'm in. I, I want, I want to see that same thing, because I know for sure that I haven't gotten a pay raise. If anything, I've gotten my pay cut. If anything, I talked to my brother. My brother, uh, and I'm not talking about my family member brother. I'm talking about my brother-in-arms here in the RV business. He took a 26% pay cut to keep his job. Um, Forest River is laying off people. Uh, UPS laid people off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pay raises. Yeah, baby. We all got pay raises to cover... The big inflation. <laughs> I mean. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It's just amazing how stupid we can be. It's like. Do you really think everybody's that stupid? I mean come on. Okay. The last thing I'm going to cover in RV business. And I'm going to go into some surprises for you. Is Class B van manufacturer. Bemi Van rebrands to Nuvo. That's N-O-O-V-O. -O -O. <clears throat> this came out of Las Vegas. Nevada reflecting the evolution, sorry, reflecting the evolution of the RV and mobile home industry, Bemivan announces a significant rebranding transitioning, transitioning into Novo or Nuvo. This strategic move symbolizes the company's commitment to innovate and adapting to the rapidly changing needs of the modern nomad. Boy, they got a way of trying to make things complicated when they're just being simple. The name Novo uh, pronounced, or sorry, Nuval, Nuval, it's pronounced Nuval, sorry, and representing new and innovative showcases the company's dedication to leading the RV and camper van sector with purpose-driven designs and customer-focused solutions. I think you could copy and paste all those uh, comments on every single manufacturer that's released a press release in the last 16, 17 years. I mean, you can almost copy and paste it. It's crazy. New View is more than a brand. It's a vision for a lifestyle where adventure is woven into everyday life. We are providing a viable option for those who want to pursue full-time van life. For those who yearn for the day-to-day -to, -day to be anything but routine, said Benoit Lafond, CEO of NewView. Our rebranding signifies a deeper commitment to pushing the boundaries in the RV and camper van industry, offering not just a product, but an entire experience that resonates with the aspirations of our customers. AKA, we probably got a really bad reputation amongst the old brands, so we're going to try a new brand. <laughs> Anticipate the arrival of Nuvu Plus in 2024. 
Okay, so here's the specifics. Built on reliability, built on the robust Ram Promaster high, high roof van, it's powered by a formidable, <laughs> formidable. 3.6 liter V6 engine, ensuring accessibility and power for every country. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I I, I can't stand sales pitches like that. That just it, it it makes to me it's like just tell them that's all it is is they're gonna put it on the Rome Ram Promaster chassis. You don't have to go into all that. Everybody uses the Ram Promaster chassis. What makes you different, right? Innovative energy system equipped with a lithium battery system that goes up to 1,320 amp hours. That's scary. I'll tell you why that's scary later. European design features include Havelock wool R13 battery insulation, wood, vinyl, or marine fabric finishes, curved corners, self-closing drawers, laminated countertops, stainless steel stink, high-quality appliances, and custom cushions. Oh, wait a minute. Winnebago already does that. Oh, wait a minute. Thor already does that. So why I'm going through this, guys, is because what's occurred is the Class B market. So let me just get get the, get the stop reading the nonsense and laughing. The Class B van market is the same thing it's been for about, oh, I don't know, 12, 13 years. Hasn't changed. The chassis has changed a little bit. But the reality is you're still stuck in a coffin, okay? Now, <clears throat> there are Class B buyers. Class B van buyers represent less than 1% of the RV market. Hasn't changed, okay? New Class B motorhomes represent less than 1% of the retail market in the RV business. Now, there are a lot of people always looking for a used one, okay? There are more people looking for a used one than there are looking for new ones. And there's a lot more people in the world that would rather convert their own van because of the, the illusion of saving money. But reality is, beyond the illusion of saving money, there's also people that design their vans based around their lifestyle, especially if they're going to live in it. Okay, and enjoy the van life. So the reality is, is most Class B buyers do not do not actually sleep in their vans when they camp. I know that's probably really strange to hear, but it's very rare. You, you they spend more times in hotel, more time sleeping in hotels than they do sleeping in the van. So why do they buy it? Well, my grandfather used to say they're between eighty and ninety thousand dollar toilets. That's, that's the reality. As we get older, when my grandfather hit 70, uh, he couldn't handle towing a trailer anymore. He couldn't handle driving a big motorhome anywhere anymore. Uh, my grandmother had Crohn's and colitis. Uh, it was something since they were elderly, it kept them in the RV world. It kept them in the RV lifestyle. They stayed at the Holiday Inn most of the time. And then I think they slept in the van out of the six years they owned it. I think they slept in it maybe five nights a year. But they used the hell out of the refrigerator, used all the pantry space, used the shower, used the toilet, used the kitchen. The bed was just kind of a accessory. Most of the time they used it as a place to sit. So if they went to... Um, 
you know, up to a lake or, or somewhere in the mountains of West Virginia or because they love camping on the East Coast. They love driving the East Coast. Um, they could set up a whole picnic in a whole day. So there's more uses for a van. And what most people don't realize is the van life is very difficult. It is not easy. And it's not the way people live in vans, it's not easy. Okay. I, I want to make, I, I've mentioned this before, so I'm going to keep this brief about it. There are van life people that live in their van YouTubers that have contacted me that have asked me how to sell their van because they can't stand it anymore. <clears throat> One person won't mention who they are or their gender because that'll get, you know, then people start questioning things and I'm not going to, I'm not here to affect people's paychecks or pocketbooks. But this person admitted to me that for the last year, they have slept in their van only maybe two hours a week just for filming just for their vlog the rest of the time they've been staying in hampton inn you know little cheapy hotels you know travel lodge holiday inns because it's hard you're you're putting your entire life into a small vehicle it's easier to do in a fifth wheel or class C or class A motorhome or even a medium to large size travel trailer because you have the space, you have the storage, and you have the amenities that class B van motorhomes don't have. <clears throat> now, don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging or saying it's wrong to want to be van or, or to be a part of the van life. But I like to people, people to know it's not easy. And it's very expensive. I've worked for probably three dealerships in my career that carried Class B motorhomes. And I have talked to about a dozen owners that the people want to come back and sell them after two or three years or trade them in after two or three years. A lot of people. That's, that's one of the reasons why the used market is such a big market in the B-Van area because people understand that it may not be for them, but they won't know unless they try. So they go buy one with high mileage for low cost, maybe a little older. So that way the loss or the investment isn't so great as if they go and buy a brand new one. Now I've watched people over the years that will buy a used Class B Motorola van and then they trade up into a new van because they're like, this is the perfect scenario for us. Again, the majority of those people are staying 
in hotel rooms. And guys, if you don't, if you, if if you're not understanding it, if if you think I'm just talking shit, step back for a minute and use your imagination for just a moment. Okay. Imagine that you're stuck in an accident. Somebody got in an accident up on a highway. They got the highway shut down. There's a gas station. Maybe a pilot or a, I don't know. There's a ton of them out there. I forgot. Oh, a, a love and hug or love and snug or I can't. Or gas and sip. Wait, gas and sip is from, uh, I'm sorry. Gas and sip is from Supernatural, the show. Um, anyway, something like that. If you were traveling in a regular car, it would be very uncomfortable. But if you're traveling across the country to go see things and go enjoy yourself, and you're in a little B-van and that same scenario happens, you could stop at any rest stop, take a nap, use your own toilet, cook your own food, have a little area where you can either stay warm or stay cool, depending on what the weather's like outside. There's a lot of benefits to being a part of the van life. But actually staying in it and living in it for long extended periods of time is not realistic. Great concept. But realistically, you're going to be a big fan of a certain hotel. My grandfather ended up a platinum member of Hilton. Just to give you an idea, guys, okay? So there's nothing wrong with it. I just like to tell people the information, okay? Okay, couple surprises, okay? First off, <clears throat> I am going to be... So today is February 16th. I'm going to be in Southern California on monday the 19th now i have to stop at one of my sister stores and do some stuff but i had some messages from people that own brinkley's that said i could come and film their brinkley and give a review for my main channel and something else to give me some talking about here i have figured out how to keep the privacy thing going for people okay um if you are interested in allowing me to come and do a walkthrough video and a review of your Brinkley fifth wheel, please contact me. Um, LevingstonRVServices at gmail.com. That's L-E-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N-RVServices at gmail.com. And share with me your cell phone number privately. And I will contact you from my cell. And we'll see if we can get it done on Monday. If we can't get it done on Monday, I will be back in Southern California the third week of March. I'm just not sure what day. Because there's going to be an RV show at uh, Casino Morongo in Cabazon. Now, that, if you don't know where that is, that's uh, between Palm Springs and Riverside. I will be at that show, and maybe I can come before that uh, to kind of help out with things. Okay, So, um, 
that that's kind of a surprise. A lot of you reached out to me. Several of you were on the East Coast and tell me I need to come to the right coast instead of the wrong coast. I appreciated that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And one day when this thing grows beyond me being able to be at a dealership anymore, then yeah, I will definitely come visit the wrong coast. <laughs> Sorry, the right coast. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, and as as Biggie Smalls would say, on Monday, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, at least for just one day, okay? Um, another surprise that I have for everybody is I, I noticed that there's a lot of people that are on the West Coast here that listen to the podcast and won't watch it. I will also be doing, um, I'm trying to get a meet-up fishing trip. Uh, to the Eastern Sierra Nevada Mountains on the second weekend of June. Okay. Um, what I'm trying to do is if I can get at least 30 uh, people or 30 families or some kind of mixture of the above, uh, I'm going to rent and secure the group campground on Bishop Creek uh, in uh, and also reserve a couple spots at Upper Intake Two uh, to kind of have a group a meetup meet uh, meetup type of fishing trip. If you are going to do this, if you're going to be a part of the meetup, uh, it doesn't matter if you're tent camping, if you're in a Class B motorhome, uh, travel trailer, doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna do interviews with everybody that comes. Uh, so you have to be willing to volunteer to do the interview. Uh, you also, uh, if you don't mind, will allow me to do a walkthrough and kind of an interview of you on the main channel uh, of your RV or your camping experience with your camping equipment, whether you're tent camping or etc. So something I'm trying to put together for the second weekend of June of this year. Also... Um, Another surprise for you guys, and this is where um, if you live in Southern California or Nevada, um, maybe even parts of Arizona, there's a lake called Jenks Lake in Southern California. It's up in the San Bernardino Mountains. It's one place I've really tried to help fight hard uh, to keep open. The opening day is probably going to be the third week of April. They have not updated it yet, but I believe it's going to be the third week of April. I will keep in touch. I'm going to create a day uh, in which we do a meetup for there. And uh, what the meetup really is for, guys, is it's $5 per person or $5 per vehicle to park, $40 for buses and RVs. And the reason why I want to get a big group up there is to... Uh, continue the awareness of the lake. Uh, it almost dried up completely. There were a lot of volunteers that went down and helped uh, get the flume or the inlet, as I call it, uh, to refill the lake. And I just want to continue uh, that to keep that lake in the awareness and minds of folks because it's such a great place tucked away up in the San Bernardino Mountains. One of the last places that hasn't been graffitied and trashed uh, in some of the local mountain areas of the areas I grew up in. Okay. 
The other thing and the other little surprise I have, and I want your guys' opinion. So if you're listening or watching on YouTube, please put this in the comment section. If not, if you're listening on Spotify or iHeart or uh, any other of the platforms, please email me. Um, I have an opportunity that came across my way where I had a gentleman reach out to me that said he would like to be my official apparel, mostly t-shirts and hats, for my brand. And he's creating some designs. I'm a little on the fence about it. Um, the only reason why I'm on the fence about it is not because I'm making money. It's because at that point, um, I, I really want your guys' opinion on that. Do Does it make sense for me right now where I'm at to start selling Honey Badger t-shirts, Honey Badger RV or HBRV uh, t-shirts and hats to the public? Um, would you buy them? That's the real question. Would you guys actually buy the apparel? Would you wear the apparel? Uh, I'd like to know that. Because that, to me, I'm still sitting on the fence going, do I really want to go down that route yet? You know, um, the, getting your input would really help me out with that. It would help me um, kind of make my decision. Okay. Lastly, um, big announcement for you guys also. Um, I'm not sure when, um, but apparently... Um, I'm going to be able to get the owner of Genesis Supreme RV on the podcast. I talked to his kid and his kid promised me that we are going to find a date for me to go to them, not them come to me, but me to go to them and do a, not only a podcast episode, but also do a factory tour on the main channel. I'm a big advocate of theirs, and I think it's only fair since I think they're the best toy hauler manufactured in the industry right now. I think it's only fair since I've been a big staunch supporter of theirs that they might as well come on the record and talk about it. I think they're a little. I think they're a little afraid that I'm going to come in and beat them up. That I'm not going to throw them a bunch of softball questions. And they're right because I'm not going to throw anybody any softball questions. If we're going to have an interview here, we're going to have a real interview. We're not going to sit here and, well, because it's a certain person and I like them, I'm not going to throw them hard questions, you know. Because I think everybody needs to be asked the hard questions at this point. Especially with, with the market and the quality questions everybody has. Um, things of that nature. And lastly... Uh, I understand a lot of you are very scared to share your your information on your Grand Design Fifth Wheel you're having problems with, okay? Um, I will, if you email me anything about the year, the brand of the Grand Design Fifth Wheel, the model number, and what the construction problem or frame problem is, I will make you guys this solemn promise. I will not share your information. I will not even tell Grand Design you even told me about it. Okay. Um, 
I need to get this information gathered. I am making it a mission in life to bring this to light. And I don't have any skin in the game because whether Grand Design is in business or not does not affect my life. Because I don't compete with them. None of my products really compete with theirs. Um, and mainly anymore, I mostly sell used. But the emails that I have gotten from across Canada and across the U United States breaks my heart. Um, I've had a couple guys here and there tell me, well, yeah, I had a problem with Keystone. One guy told me he had a problem with his Keystone Montana. It was a 2021. And he went on their forum, said what frame problem he was having, and within two days he got a phone call, appointment, repair, and a guarantee on the repair. They never asked him to remove the post. They never removed it from him. It's still hanging up there. I double-checked. I've had people tell me they've had problems with Jayco. One guy told me I have trouble with the Jayco North Point. And he said it's still sitting there on every owner's blog. And Jayco fixed it. And didn't require anything. Not silence, nothing. No big secret, nothing. So like I said, it's not just Grand Design fifth wheels. It just seems like, and, and again, this is a theory, but Grand Design seems to be the only ones that seem to be hiding something. And that's scary. So I need to gather some information. So I really need your help. Your email will be anonymous. The information you send me, if you send it through Facebook or Instagram, will be anonymous. No one will ever know you sent me the information. Because I'm going to put the information on a spreadsheet. And I'm going to give it to Grand Design. And I'm going to say, this is the problem. If it's centered around more, more of one model or two model numbers... And the only way I'm going to get that information and gather information and catalog the information properly and anonymously is if I get that information from you guys. So please, I know it's a scary. I really know. Trust me, I understand it's scary. And I know you don't know me. And I'm asking you to trust somebody you don't know. But please... Trust in me that my intentions with this are honorable and all I want to do is help. I've got, I, I talked to a buddy of mine about this that's on the factory side of the industry. Actually, I talked to two buddies about this on the factory side of the industry. And both of them told me, if you can get the information, dude, that's going to be absolutely... 100% helpful to everybody and you would be doing the industry a service not just the customers but you'd be doing the industry a service something that needs to be paid attention to and cataloged so I really want to do that
And a little side note on that, guys. Thank you for the email. Somebody was at the Salt Lake City show and sent me a direct message through Facebook and said they went up to Grand Design employees that were at the Salt Lake City show with General RV and and apparently somebody decided to show the guys at Grand Design my podcast video on the FrameFlex issue and according to them uh, the guys turned ghost white and said they really can't comment on it. Now, I, as I said, I take that stuff with a grain of salt, okay? I believe more than ever anything just because of what I've experienced. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, guys, until next time, remember RV stands for Toolkit and Sense of Humor. <laughs>